Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm super excited Ooh. because I know <laughs> because because ever since I suggested to you that we both watch the first segment of Le, Le Plaisir, mm-hmm. I've just been thinking I can't wait to find out what Beatrice thought about it. So the anticipation has just been building. Ah, you don't need to wait any longer. I know it's happening. It's here. So I, I. So I'm going to launch straight into in, just, into it. Just let me know. I will let you know, but I'm not so sure I can let you know what I thought about it. I have a lot of questions. I think. Okay. Rather. We can do questions. Yeah. So um, I think. My one of my questions is I just find the set so amazing and I wonder what it means. I just think so that there's the Palais de Danse and when we go inside we keep looking through structures or through glass and I wonder what that what that was about. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Well I love the set Mm. and it seems to work really well and really emphasize the way Offal's really loves moving continuously and so and it also don't you think it it kind of frames the chaos of the dancers and the people arriving and the people dancing inside and the people drinking and the people eating and it's like you get a sense there are different bits of the space but you're never quite settled enough to work out what they are because you get a sense there's a more restauranty bit and you get a sense there's the main dance floor but then the edges of the dance floor the other things are happening but you're never settled enough to really understand it are you it's just this series of people moving and 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 i like the way that the screens that you're talking about that they they've got like glass in them with so they're like frames aren't they it's like a sort of screen coming across the space mm. and then and then it's like picture frames but there's no picture the picture is coming from the people moving behind yeah yeah that makes so sense so i don't know if i can explain it to you but i can no. enthusiastically discuss it so maybe we should start at the beginning because what i what i thought fascinating is that you get sort of supposedly guy de maupassant telling yes. his story and you get a black screen for quite a long time yes it feels true. like a minute or some or something i didn't yes and then what i like this you there is this person that looks a bit like a page boy mm-hmm. and he's sort of right in front of the screen and he seems to wave me in like as the viewer yes. and then i go with the other people to the palais de danse and yeah, and then you you suddenly have all these screens, and like you say, it, I guess yeah, it, it sort of frames the action. I also wondered whether it sort of means you're not you're not fully part. Yeah, well, I guess that's the same thing. It's saying the same thing that you're not fully part of it. Yes, because it is as though. Well, it's like because in the second segment, because I know we we were just focused on the first one because I'm so obsessed with it. Mm. But in the second one, you don't go inside the brothel. Mm. You're just shown through the window, and I feel like this is a kind of forewarning isn't foretelling foretaste whatever a for something mm-hmm. of that that you're kind of you're in the space but you're not quite in it you feel like there's another layer you need to go into mm. until you get to the dance floor and the 
what happens on the dance floor. Yeah, because then you're suddenly right in the action. Yes, and it's quite overwhelming. Like, I feel like your emotions are built, because as you say, I really like de Maupassant himself, I believe in the truth of cinema, is inviting you into his story. And I think in the story, isn't it an actual, like, masked ball, which it isn't in this, which makes it all the more remarkable what happens. That's true, actually. Yeah. And I think that in the story, he kind of, I can't remember, but it's like, I feel at the beginning, he's sort of describing it almost like the sea, like it's in waves or a storm. And I feel like Offals really gives you that feeling that it's like this swelling and movement and waves and it's kind of, it's almost like a force of nature even though you're in this controlled palais de danse. Mm. And I do like the ones in the little uniforms, like you said, because it's like they're little uniformed employees so you can recognise them. And then there's the men in their sort of elegant evening suits and then just frills and frills and frills for the women. Yes, and I like how at the beginning he says, he sort of explains a bit that the Palais de Danse is for people who like something. I think in the English subtitle it said naughty. Yes. Um, and so, and, and then he describes that there are lots of women, but he doesn't call them women, he calls them girls. And yes. then he describes them by what they wear, that they go from the very simple cotton to the finest batiste oh, yes. or something that I really like that and you have yes. the, the old girls in their diamonds yes. and yeah and the men he talks about their suits so the people are sort of described and classified by by what they're wearing yeah and that sort of layers the idea of the costumes and the people as well as the layers of the set as well and I think it's interesting because it, you're also told, because it, yes, it's definitely like somewhere that's a place of debauchery. So it's more than just going there for dancing, yes. you feel. Yes, And that isn't, isn't it also that it's like the young girls are looking for rich men? Yeah, and the men well. are looking for, I think he even says something like young flesh or something. It's really yes. quite crude. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Because it's very, like in this story, but you also get that sense in the, in the in the film that I'm sure like later in the story his wife says about how he, how the main character goes to these places because he it's like he wants to dance and he's obsessed with that and sort of gets making conquests but he's also obsessed with like pressing up a girl yes. against the girls and the smell of the powder and their makeup and their perfume mm. and everything so you get this kind of sensory overload even though it's just a visual overload it you can kind of feel it in your body. It's as though it's almost like you're seasick with the swaying, with the camera swaying back and forth and the people swaying back and forth and the set and everything. And also the music, it's sort of relentless. Yes, I think that is. makes a big, that has a big influence. Yes, that's true. Mm. And the way there's such a sense of occasion as well, the way that everybody comes up in their carriage and then they got those big flight of steps and then it's like they're swallowed by the door and enter into this other world yeah that's true and also the outside it's darkish and inside it seems Mm. quite light yes that's true it's very light inside isn't it and all the women the clothes the dresses look quite sort of more on the lighter side than than on the darker maybe i'm imagining that so frilly yes because it's also like Although most of them are properly dressed, there's a few dancers who are in kind of like can-can kind yeah. of dresses, 
where you can see their underwear. But it's really interesting, I think, how the dresses look like undressed, that that yes. it's very much of the late 19th century, but also it, it kept reminding me of, like, amazing fashion photographs of, like, you know those amazing um, Clifford Coffin ones from mm-hmm. the late 40s, early 50s? Yeah. Because the film is 51, isn't it? And there's so much historicism in couture then, and those kind of little corsety shapes yes. and little frills and, and bustling kind of effects, that it is like you're in both moments simultaneously and I love the way the women look like I said like they're undressed as well as being completely you know sort of properly dressed and tied up Mm. in corsets yeah because they're so frilly and there's so many that you know they they seem to have bustles and frills and you can see hints of petticoat and yeah a lot of very deep decolletage a lot of white lace ruffles definitely like anywhere you could possibly put a white lace ruffle (laughs) There is one. And places you never imagined you could. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So it's so it's like, it's as though the women's clothes are just kind of like the waves of the sea. They're like this chaotic kind of unstoppable force. And then the men are all in black as though they're the kind of measuring points in between them. But then they all get wrapped up together in the dance. Yeah, because at the beginning, like you said, you look through everything look at everything through these frames and at some point mm. just before this incomer comes yes. you look at also I think at the dance floor from upstairs where that's the, right yes where the men in their dark suits survey survey the yes. girls it's very voyeuristic mm. yeah it, it but then but then you get a sense of the women are doing that to the men as well true potentially yeah and then he arrives yes Oh my lord! Now, the first time I saw this, I just could. I kept telling everyone about it, and I think everyone just looked at me with a very bemused face, which was why I wanted you to watch it so that you knew what I was talking about, because it's so extraordinary. Yes, it's so extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you go. (laughs) No, you. Well, I just—it's just so bizarre that there is this man in a mask. Yes, and no one seems to blink an eyelid it's because they're so debauched i guess mm. but i think it is because i do think i'll have to go back and look at the story again but i do have a feeling in the story it's a mask it, ball it's a mask ball mm. but it's really interesting the way you don't really see his face properly until he faints that's true so you're just getting you just get the sense that he looks odd and i yeah. think that's really visually amazing because there's so much kind of life and excess and then as you say he arrives and there's something macabre about him from the start because of like his black cloak his black coat flapping and all of this and him running up the stairs and he runs yeah yeah and the way that he moves is quite weird which you Mm. don't realize at first why it's quite kind of jerky and it's not as kind of fluid as the other people no and you get kind of sort of profile semi-profile shots I guess so it's as though it's almost like I read it as like he gets away with it because because you just people kind of flicker past you in that kind of atmosphere so you'd kind of think that's a bit odd but the person's gone already before you have time yeah and I guess he does he dances he just dances also you know he runs in then he straight starts dancing so he he doesn't straight to the dance yeah he's not still and it's almost as though 
it's like the kind of professional dancers are dancing in their petticoat, petticoat outfits. Yeah. And it's as though he gets mixed up in the show as much as the general public dancing, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it's a really strange dance. It's very involved Mm -hmm. and very, yeah, very physical. And And it's like more and more he is othered by the way he moves. Yes. Yes, that's true. At the beginning, although there is another dancer behind him and he does make the same movements. Yes, and then, But then you don't see him anymore and you only see the man... And, and the man is so yes it's like it's like he gets more and more kind of creaky yes in the way that he moves it's like you can see real effort it's like he's so energetic and putting so much into it but it's as though this is the last dance he'll ever have it's like he's just going for it but he's really erratic or yeah. he becomes more erratic and it sort of makes you dizzy watching him because he turns a lot. So then that made me think, yes. oh, he must be dizzy. And I yes, don't know. that's true. Mm. No, I mean the whole thing is dizzying from the from the beginning. And yes, you're absolutely right that you get kind of dizzied by him. And again, that it means like you can see the the girl who's dancing with him most is it Frimus? She she can see that there's something up with him. But it's as though she's just taken up with the dance and the sense of excess and. But she also weirdly, up. what I or I I found odd was that the voice so Guy de Bonpassant tells you mm. that he's a that his dancing is not quite right. Yes. And I when when he said that at that point I felt he was still dancing quite well and then yeah. he does start to dance more jerkily and just doing this turning thing but at that point then the dancer he's with says to him you dance well so it's yes. it's just very strange you what do you see it's and what confusing. people say doesn't fit but do you do you think that's deliberate do you think it's about like how he's perceived like how he thinks he is versus how he's perceived or something yeah, maybe. And I guess maybe it also foreshadows then what the what you said earlier, what the wife later says, that he mm. he likes to smell them, but he also, I think she says something like he likes to whisper things to them or hear what they say oh, to yes. him. And I was yes. wondering whether it just is a, you know, something that connects to later on. I don't know. Yeah. Or Or yeah. just this constant feeling like that something's not quite right. Yes. Yes. And that so builds... And then he drops to the floor. Yes. Oh my goodness. And that, I just, I just think that's amazing when he suddenly drops, and then they carry him off. And they carry him and carry him, and carry him. Yes. (laughs) They really make you feel the weight of that body being carried. Yes, and they go up all these stairs and down, and it seems like a labyrinth that palace. It really does, and it does. I don't know. It's like. It really kind of, I feel, tips on the edge of, like, feeling like hell. Like, it yes. it feels sort of so gay and fun and la-la, but then it also seems completely hellish, and it's like it tips over into that when they start carrying him off, and you do, it just seems kind of relentless mm. that yeah. this body is being carried and so many people carrying him, and then the doctor, who's this kind of one of the, one of the people at the dance... And I love so the doctor. Extra. I the love. The doctor is so good. Yeah, I loved how when they, 
when they say, oh, please come, there's someone friendly said, oh, no, I really, I, that's not what I've come here for. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean. I know. No, he's, he's much more concerned with having fun. Yes, yes. And wearing his rather extravagant coat. Yes, with the fur. With the fur, because that is also good, because the other men I don't feel are quite as sort of, extravagant as that no but i guess they're just sort of glossy yeah but i guess they've taken off their coats whereas he never quite he never quite gets to do that in a way yes that's true Mm. so he hasn't quite become one of them yeah and then oh my word when you get to see his face properly and it's a cloth mask yes that is extraordinary it's such and also it's not just a mask for the face it goes it yes. goes down to the chest that is so strange yes and it's kind of pinned into his wig as well yeah so it it's yes it is it's like it's beyond a mask it's this i don't know well it is a mask but it's like it's a sort of second skin put on him and the way it's this funny it is like it's made of hessian or something it's like really it seems like really thick fabric yeah. with then the features painted onto it and the thing that i think is really weird is it seems like it has eyelids oh i didn't know later that. on mm. well i don't know maybe i imagined it but then later on when they're back at his flat it's as though the eyelids are closed and it is like it's this death mask but it's extraordinary the way that then you know having carried him for a million miles yes. then the, the one of the boys in their little you know frogging and buttoned mm. suits has to run all the way back to the cloakroom to get scissors yes. to cut it cut him out of this mask mm. it's extraordinary and then the reveal when he, they manage to cut him out of the mask and he's this well it's hard to describe elf, you know so old it's like he's a cadaver frankly with wispy whiskers and white hair and not that many it's teeth by the looks of it. Not many teeth. It's just phenomenal when you see that, isn't it? Yeah, that is yeah, I think you I think in the story it says something like that everyone is just silent. They're just yes. stunned. It's such a kind of crescendo with that big build up of the dancing and the motion and just life, life, life. And then it's like he dies on the dance floor. Yeah. Well, he sort of does, I guess. Yeah, and then he's cut out. And it's just so extraordinary, this idea that he puts this, he sort of sews himself into this mask and pins himself into this mask to try and recapture his youth. Yeah. I felt really physically uncomfortable. Yes. Once once you realise it's this mask that goes all the way to his chest and he's... It's got straps going around his body that have to be cut. I kept feeling, you know, stuffy and like I wouldn't, like I'm not getting any air. And Exactly. You know, you do feel like you can't breathe. And Mm. it's also, as you say, it's kind of funny in a kind of ghastly, you don't know what to do with yourself way Mm. when it happens. And it's, it's also, it really reminds me in the arcade project, like, Benjamin talks about it's one of my favorite phrases where he talks about like fashions like this switching station between the organic and the inorganic and like life and death and it's as though that's what he is like it's as though he embodies that because he's put this 
artificial thing on his face because it makes him seem more alive and more organic but clearly it's completely inorganic and false and it's hiding his decaying body so it's as though it's this like uber ultra version of putting on makeup or something yeah it's extraordinary it is and also the fact that he's a man, because these are all usually things that are thrown at women as insults. That's that, true. That women are vain and women, you know, try and, and run from death and run from age. And it's it's really incredible that it's but a man. Also that, but but he is a hairdresser. Yes, because then, then they take him back to the apartment and it's so nasty. And, they, and again, he has to go up so many stairs. I mean, that... I don't know how old the actor really was, but they put him through it. Yes, and the doctor, who has to half carry him up the stairs. Yes, and isn't it like their hands are sticking to the stair rail and everything, which is very icky and disgusting. Yeah, I think they talk about the stairs being yeah sticky or yes. grimy or yeah something yeah. like that. So but it I, is like it's become abject. Hmm. I found the the his wife was just incredible really how she accepts what's going on and also how how she says at one point that how nice he looks for his age still how well he looks and you think hmm (laughs) (laughs) well and it's such a shock when she comes out and she is completely of her age and with her little white mob cap and her dressing gown and everything Mm. yeah it's that thing which we've talked about before about how people can create this idea of themselves so he's created this complete fantasy of himself based on what he was you know 50 years ago 60 years ago and it's nothing to do with who he is now or where he lives or his wife or his circumstances or anything and amazing yes when she says tells the doctor that because it is like the doctor can't take his eyes away from the awfulness and it's like this foretelling of his future but at the same time he can't really get his head around it yeah i really thought it was interesting when she said that the first gray hair hairs appeared yes and i think she was happy yes she says she that she sort of did her housework and she was lighter than normal yeah because she thought he wouldn't be going off to because it because clearly he was good looking in his youth he worked for a hairdresser so he was around all these glamorous women he went out all the time he had all these conquests she says that she kind of it's almost like she managed like in her mind she managed to kind of marry him and keep him with her but at the price of him being out all the time still and she having to listen to his stories about yes his conquests that's really strange isn't it that it's as though for him, it's almost more like the story is the important thing as much as the experience. Mm. Yeah. And it so freaks me out the way that the the mask itself <laughs> is carried back with him, carried up the stairs with him, and then just put on a chair. Yes. So it's like, it's put on, what do you call it, like the chair frame. So it's just like swinging around ghoulishly. Yeah. That and is... it's all kind of limp. Oh, it's so creepy. And why would you do that? That is just so weird. I don't know. To take it all know. the way, you know, and yeah. Well, I suppose it's his. It's like I guess taking so. his bag back with mm. him or something. And it is but quite elaborate in its weirdness. It is it's quite... So, I mean, it's so elaborate. So much thought has clearly been 
put into it. And I think when you first enter their apartment, there's a um, mannequin head, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yes. Which a hairdresser would perhaps have I to guess, do wigs yeah. on. Mm. So it's like, it's like there's something weird and macabre about the flat as well. But yes, it's so creepy. And then the way he just lies on the bed and it's like, he's happy now. He's, a, you know, he can just go to sleep because he's been out and he's had his fun. And you get this feeling he'll just be out again tomorrow night. Yeah, and he does seem quite content. He's almost mm. smiling or maybe he is even smiling. Yeah. No, I think he's smiling as he mm. falls asleep. And also what, so I, what I thought was that this moving keeps continuing so she's moving yes, backwards and forwards and making him his hot water bottle and then mm. getting him in a cold compress as well and but I think the one time she's still is when she talks about the white hair so yes, she's for a moment she just stands there and yes. talks about the white hair and how she was happy maybe because she thought at that point it will stop this moving about yes. would stop and then she starts she starts moving again he starts moving yes. again everything's going on again yeah and it is as though you have to keep moving to live yes and and to kind of stave off aging and decay mm. i just think it's so brilliant and yes. i i mean i like i love Guy de Beaupassant anyway but it's so ambiguous as well the way it's kind of inferred that the doctor maybe has learned a lesson from seeing what becomes of men who do this every night but then he says at the end you know i'm going back yes he's going back to the palais de l'Ouf. Mm. yes so that it's so relentless and repetitive and it is like sort of again kind of modernity is this relentless push all the time mm. and a push for newness but you know you're fighting Cause it, because it, it's also, I think, a really interesting as well. Like, the first time I saw it, it really drove home to me how the idea of the dandy, the original idea in the early 19th century, is so connected with youth and kind of young, vital young men. Mm. And then, but then, yes, what does happen to them when they age? Yes. And, and again, sorry, but you think about that so much, or, or there's so much written about that and, and so much kind of, misogyny about women in relation to that but men men really aren't implicated in it as much as women are yeah and it's interesting that he he would have written that at that point yes I wonder, yeah i wonder yeah. where where that came from i don't know it's mm. i find it completely compelling and it's so short as well i mean there's obviously the story itself is really short but what is it like 10 15 minutes of the film because it's yes. just the first yeah, it really is very short. And it also ends but, in a slightly odd way with her just coming down the stairs and saying, yes. can I have oh, your yes, address? Exactly. That's weird, isn't it? When she says, because I suppose that's indicating it's going to happen again. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Mm. Because it is like it's this, it's this dreadful repetition or, or this exciting, maybe we should admire him and say good for him that he's not giving up and being you know 80 years old or whatever he is that he's still trying to recapture it but it's so macabre I yeah say macabre. and maybe with a doctor I also thought maybe he says this should be a lesson to me and then like we said he says I'm going back to the palais yes but maybe it's also I will just enjoy this as much as I possibly can until my first two gray hairs appear yeah. and I have to get the hessian out 
Yes. And so myself a, a, an all-encompassing mask. I wonder whether there were equivalents like that. It just seems it's such an elaborate thing. It's just It's extraordinary. Mm. Mm. I know because it is almost like you're it's almost like that he's making an entire doll but he stopped at the top section. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Mm. Because the way it then because does it sort of it seems to kind of I don't know if it's sewn on or it seems to attach to his shirt somehow, doesn't it? Yeah, I I think you see it quite closely when they've opened this sort of stiff mm. shirt front, and then there seem to oh, be these like darker tapes. straps. Yeah, these tapes, yes. and it's not quite clear what what they're attached to, but the, and then they're cut off quite quickly, and then they still can't take it off. It just takes so long until it again to me it seemed very long until this thing finally came off, and I kept but thinking, like get it off this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because guess so. It is, it's definitely connected to his wig, which then must be somehow anchored to his hair and his neck. And then, yes, that it's like it's wrapped around his body. And you feel like this is something that's evolved over time. Yes, true. Because it made me sort of wonder, because obviously men did wear makeup, some men. Yes, and that's... At the turn of the century. So you think, did he start with hair dye and makeup and gradually drift and drift and drift? And it became more and more absurd, but he didn't know because he was so deep in it quite how far he's he's gone with this. That's true, because his hair is also, even even though it's a sort of black and white film, but you can mm. see it's deep black. It really, really yes. is deep black curls. Yes, yeah. Which makes it even more shocking when he pulls it off and everything's, yeah. and, you know, he's just got this really fine, wispy white hair. Mm. Oh, dear. Amazing. Yeah. I know. Well, my final thought in relation to this, well, I'm sure it won't be because, as you know, I've gone on about it to you a lot already before now, is it also reminds me of when I read all the Cecil Beaton diaries of how much he dislikes aging and oh, really? how he, yeah, he really, he, sorry, so does Coda, he doesn't like it, um, that he talks about, no, shush, shush, he talks about, um, going to visit people like he goes to visit Stephen Tennant during the Second World War and obviously he'd been you know one of the bright young things and this kind of beautiful kind of young man and that now he seems completely out of time and it's like it's almost like he just doesn't fit with the current age and can't relate to it and doesn't know how to be in that in that time and really I think that and I think he also goes to visit perhaps Augustus John he goes to visit someone else who it's like they've they've had their heyday and they're still living but they're not really living in the times if you see what I mean and it kind of reminds me of that because it's like this man has refused to move on Mm. and because it's like dancing and women dancing and women are eternal so he can keep going back to this even though in his mind it's probably the early 19th century not the late 19th century Mm. the hair made me also reminded me a bit of the end of the death in venice film oh my goodness yes when he sits in the chair and the hair dye runs down his face or side of his face oh oh my Mm. goodness i feel like we have to end now yes i think we have to it's just all got too too deep and dark yes 
Yes. Well, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> yes, thank on you. That yeah, and <laughs> yeah, you too. Put some bronzer on and have fun. <laughs> yes, and you too. <laughs> I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.